0: What's up achievers it's me your host and friend billy power welcome to the show it's uh it's good to be back it's been too long i know i had some vague info about what's been going on uh with me on the last episode uh about going through a tough time uh some of you reached out to me and yes uh 2018 as far as bad years go has been a doozy a real humdinger, a harbing, harbinger, as I said, of disaster, a flop, a turd sandwich, a mega disappointment, a box office bomb. <laughs> oh my god, I'm delirious. Uh it definitely did not go the way I thought it would. Uh, but rife life rarely does. And uh I don't want to spend too much time here dwelling on what has been going on with me. So I'll just say this in the subtlest way that I know how, and that is that where there was two of us, there's now just me, and that's that. So I'm surviving, and despite it all, I am so grateful for my family, my unbelievable friends. Specifically, I would not have survived the last half of this year without the Lewises, the Weibels, the Richters, the Solomons, the Martins, the Pearsons, and the Foxes. I love you all, and uh, I went out to San Diego this summer to see my aunt and uncle and uh, I spent and I got to see Mitch who was the guitarist of my band in high school uh, which was amazing I had, don't think Mitch and I had seen each other in 30 years and uh, it was good to be back in my hometown where I went to junior high and high school and uh, just being in the sun was fun floating in a pool went to see a Padres game that was cool um, I spent my birthday my 50th birthday and Thanksgiving uh, in Nashville uh, with the Lewis family with my friend Mike Lewis and uh, his family and um And uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be spending Christmas in Toronto with the Martins, uh, Joel and Melanie, who are my good friends. Uh, I think we're going to go see Fucked Up and Mets in in, uh, Toronto at the Opera House, which is going to be dope. Um, So thank you to all of you who have reached out to me. Um, Thank you to my Patreon supporters who have continued to give money to me, even when many months went by without any shows. I'm beyond thankful for all of you. Uh, Thank you for listening and for believing me and for those of you that reached out to me on social media and email and told me that you missed the show, that you missed me, that you hoped I was well. um, I'm grateful to all of you. Um, And one of the people who reached out to me was my return guest today, Sally Grayson of Black Swift. Uh, Sally was previously on the show for episode 95. Definitely check that out if you haven't. Sally is an American who now lives in Germany. She performs with her own band called Black Swift and they uh, just recorded a new EP with legendary producer Sylvia Massey in a castle. Um, I guess technically they recorded their other album in a castle. I just like saying that. <laughs> I can't pronounce the name of the castle, which you'll hear later here. Uh, we're going to talk about recording through pickles and light bulbs and no, really. And about the thinking behind the songs and themes off of this EP. And uh, you can hear Sally and I laugh because laughter is the best medicine. It really is. Uh, it's my pleasure to reintroduce to you my sister from another mister a true artist and empath, a scholar of positive thinking, she put the art in Stuttgart. <laughs> My friend, Sally Jean Grayson.
1: Like a burning cactus
2: across the play You thought you could go so long Without the rain Good
1: times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Life is absurd. Hi, Sally. (laughs)
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. It's been since July. I'm sure they're wondering what's been happening um but here we are we're back feels good feels pretty good yes. right to be back
2: feels great <laughs> I mean it feels great for me but I mean you're you're yeah yeah I, this is my second time so yeah <laughs> <on your> show. <laughs> I think
0: there's only been I think Ethan's the only person who's been on twice that wasn't part of like a multi-parter so
1: oh wow you're, like only a, honored. a second
0: return guest so yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> and technology has made it possible for us to speak across the ocean, which is kind of fun. So it's cool. Yes. What's uh? What the hell's going on over there? You're like recording at some <laughs> castle that I can't pronounce.
2: <laughs> castle Rorzdorf.
0: he? How do you say it?
2: Well, if you do really American, you could say Rohrsdorf.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I would say it. <laughs>
2: American. <laughs> American. <laughs> I can't get rid of my American accent when Roars I speak German.
0: Roersdorf.
2: Rorzdorf, but but usually Germans find an American accent endearing. So yeah, so it's all good. That's cool. <laughs>
0: how um yeah. before we get into the stuff about the EP though like how is how is the response been to that last record see me human and everything since the last time we talked that was just kind of coming out and whatever and and you played shows on that and and i know cat was over there with you at least once or twice since the last time we talked like just kind of talk about how that went and
2: yeah um yeah. I mean, it was good. Like, I mean, it's always kind of like you work and work and you kind of hoping for more, you know, more reviews or more, you know, but um, I sell records at shows Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm really proud of that record. I, I, um, you should be, I, yeah. Um Cat. Yeah. Cat came, <laughs> but we, we, we do kind of like, shows just together not with the band when mm-hmm. when she comes and um yeah i don't know what to say we did it we did an american tour yeah less, i didn't get to see ago.
0: and mike did yeah. get to see you he, t- he specifically mentioned that to me that he got yeah. somebody had a car crash or something
2: uh, yeah <laughs> something totally crazy happened yeah um,
0: so yeah, now you have I'm, to come back so you know yes
2: i am i am i'm coming back this summer okay good so I don't know yet with the band and stuff. I really would like to do a West Coast tour, mostly because there's a bunch of people I love over there, and I'd mm. really like to see them. But yeah. um, we'll see. There's, you know, that's kind of vehicle and gear and mm. all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look into applying for some scholarships that maybe we could, we could finance it. But um, it's
0: so yeah, easy. We'll yeah, see. what's the problem, Sally? Si? It's just easy, right? You just get on a plane and come over here. And it's no, no big deal. <laughs>
2: no big deal just play do your guitar it. <laughs>
0: just come <laughs> over don't <laughs> worry that your guitar makes it one piece is the tip of the iceberg with
2: that whole operation <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but it
2: definitely i mean if anything then i would just have some solo shows in minneapolis i would you know i go up to minneapolis a lot because there's my peeps yeah um and chicago and stuff but um, yeah uh we'll see we'll see it's still kind of I'm still in the planning phase right now I'm just in the crowdfunding phase and so I can't think about tour yet (laughs) give me some
0: It, it could be because I've entered the C now portion of my life, but did we talk about you being in Minneapolis? Like, did we talk about like the new union or anything like that? Like, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, right? the new
2: union. <laughs> <laughs> I and feel no, like we I didn't. Think we did. I, I don't, don't think we did. That's yeah. weird. Oh my gosh. Did you play the new union?
0: Yeah. Of, of course, course you did. Yeah. yeah the we place did. is so
2: weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, The um, John Warren from Ace Troubleshooter uh, at that show came up and, and, rubbed my bald sweaty head and ran off which he confessed <laughs> to me years later <laughs> on a bus with squad Five O and some people he's on tour with and uh and whatever he's like yeah I ran up and just touched your head and ran off <laughs>
1: that's really weird
0: yeah we played there they were like telling us we had to give a message and all this stuff yep. and I gave yep. a message on how you shouldn't Give a message. Give a unless, message. Yeah. I don't know. You really feel called to give a message. Message.
2: What a rabble. <laughs>
0: they paid us a lot of money, though, and they fed us Seriously, Chinese food yeah. and pizza. So, I mean, I guess that's good.
2: Man, you're not getting seen now. You got a good memory.
0: Yeah. Did you play there or go to no, shows there no. or anything like that? No, I that?
2: went to shows there a lot. Yep.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Sorry. But, you know, that's... I mean, the place is nice
2: yeah yeah as
0: far as facilities go Mm -hmm. (laughs) just (laughs) a lot of baggage in there
2: yeah there's a lot of a lot of baggage but a lot of nicer places to play in minneapolis yeah or nicer (laughs) not facility wise but yeah (laughs) um (laughs) manipulation wise (laughs) oh
0: yeah i don't miss that (laughs) the big yeah no
2: i i I studied art in minneapolis and the twin cities oh okay Um, yeah college yeah, I went to Bethel University. I went to a secluded Christian college, nice. in, in the in the St. Paul suburbs. And and I, honestly, I had a really good experience there um, because mainly because I met just the most amazing people oh. that I'm still like connected with. And it's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's all about relationships, and mm-hmm. so in that sense, I mean, I I didn't. I lived on campus at the beginning, and it was just weird. You know, it's just yeah. weird. It's weird to like, and I was kind of getting involved with, or I was kind of, you know, I'm from small town Michigan, mm-hmm. and kind of my first real kind of living in the city or spending more time in the city. You know, so I was getting to know like these runaway kids and homeless people, mm-hmm. and and then like driving back to like this gated community, <laughs> and it's just like it was just I couldn't handle like, weird. and then I just had to yeah. move move out to the city and that was better then
1: yeah yeah no doubt
2: <laughs>
0: so did you get your yeah. degree then
2: yeah yeah I got a bachelor's degree in, in art fine art and fine arts yes nice yeah look at yeah, you I studied painting um back in the day yeah.
0: yeah when you're young like a normal person yeah that's what I should have done <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> well how old were you when you went
2: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Um.
0: (laughs) I'm in a cultural anthropology class right now with 18-year-old kids, and I'm 50. So, I mean, probably not like that.
2: (laughs) You are so rock and roll, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know anything
0: about anything. I'm just like, (laughs) they don't think they're going to live in mansions and stuff. (laughs) Like you're at a state university. If you don't already live in a mansion, you're definitely not going to live in a mansion. That's the way I
2: know. (laughs) Yeah, that's got to be, that's got to be kind of hard. But yeah, as far as to like, just being with a bunch of little punks, but
0: I'm a nerd (laughs) now. I'm like in the front row of every class and everyone's like, you're so smart. I'm like, I'm not smart. I'm just older.
2: (laughs) No, but that's, I think it's awesome because like, there's so many classes that I took that I just took them because I had to it, and I mm-hmm. like didn't get anything out of it, but like you're at you're mature and um, yeah, and you want to learn, you have the desire to learn, and you're probably getting so much more out of everything than than most I, kids I would are.
0: Have, I would have been a disaster in college at nineteen, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would not have <laughs> given a shit about anything oh, like yeah. one of those kids. Yeah, man, I just want to play in my band and, you know, I'm just doing this because, you know, my parents said I should and whatever. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you did that, though. And then like, okay, so that's weird. I don't know. How do we not talk about that? That's so odd. I guess we just picked up around Mortal and went from there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I would I like sing songs with like Fold Zandera at the New Union. I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fold I mean that Zandura. that's um. I just I just told the story on actually on a different podcast.
0: <laughs> well, don't tell it this again. Is, Forget. Don't this, tell it again.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: I'll just I'll just give a really short version. Like no, like I um, like how I got involved with or how I learned that i love being on stage and i love recording is because i was i was then with jerome and gyro in mm-hmm. california and maybe we did talk about that and we, we had a little project together that, where we wrote two songs mm-hmm. <laughs> and jerome got me in a studio to record and it was amazing which, I of, loved it.
0: which of those guys is in switchfoot i can never keep jerome they, okay that's what i thought yeah fantamilas yeah. that that
2: that's right I mean, I don't know if that's how he would pronounce it, uh, but whatever
0: I can't say Rohrsdorf. I can't say his last name. It's no, I mean, anymore. I, I would
2: call him Fontamillas, but maybe I'm saying that wrong. So I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway, Minneapolis was was great.
0: So I didn't get to see you, and then uh, and then somehow you got involved in this. Where a bunch of engineers and people came to do a like a training kind of thing workshop. Like, yeah, a workshop with Sylvia Massey. Yes, which is insane.
2: It's insane. <laughs> I know.
0: That's so crazy. Like, oh my gosh. how did you even find out about that?
2: Okay. Well, Castle Rostov is where we recorded our last album, uh-huh. and it's actually like a. Uh, um, it's like an artist community, uh-huh. um, and actually a Christian community, but, um, huh. anyway, they, um, it's really? a bunch of, yep.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's cool.
2: The, the story is absolutely amazing. Arno, Arno. I never know how to pronounce his name either. Jordan? Because,
1: oh, no, <laughs> well, Jordan?
2: It, it, I would call him Arno Jordan, but it's with the German, you don't say the, the J, you know, you say, oh. you would say Arno Jordan anyway. Wow. Um, yeah, this basically the short version is like some guy from canada bought them this castle and uh and then and then it was just like the the craziest stories arno has of like and then and then somebody calls from switzerland i was like hey i have this neve console can you guys use it you know like just all this crazy stuff with how how all the gear came together and it's it's like miracle stories it's really beautiful and um yeah and there's i don't know if you know sarah Brendel. Sounds um, familiar. She was in Nashville for a while, but she's she lives there with her family. And huh. it's just, uh, uh, yeah, the community is really, really beautiful. At the of, castle? Of,
0: they live in the castle? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I don't know if you've seen pictures like um, it's not like I an have. old ruin or something. I mean, there's a lot of castles in Germany. Like there's no, I, I
0: just there's, it's a castle. It doesn't really matter what the condition is.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. live in a
0: castle that someone bought from them from Canada.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah so so arno for our last record yeah he yeah we did we we did our I, I just like he i talked to him and it was just like yes i have to go there like this you know i, I try to follow my gut or to it to some degree in that situation mm-hmm. i was like i need to go there and i need to play with my old drummer marco mm-hmm. even though he lives in leipzig and i live in stuttgart and it's really complicated how we practice Yeah. um but you know it was kind of some of those things so we did our last record there and it was just it was so fun and um in, in fact like the last night um it was like but, um Bert my, my bassist and and Dave actually couldn't couldn't be there um in the studio he he did his tracks from at home because because his wife because they were expecting a baby uh-huh um But Bert had to leave, and then, and then in the end, it was just Arno and Marco and I. And we, um, (laughs) at the very end, we we went upstairs. They have this upstairs studio with like this huge sound system and like a, a, a projector screen. And Arno played. Soul Train videos, and we listened through <laughs> the
1: <songs laughs> with
2: people dancing. Nice. And then we like started taking turns picking songs on YouTube, and mm-hmm. Arno and Marco and I danced like for like three hours together. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a dance party with just three people. It was uh, so fun. That's incredible. Anyway, so it was it was really great in in and Kes- there. And then Arno contacted me and said. And so Sylvia, um, OK, I don't know if we need to give an introduction because some people maybe don't know who she is.
0: I mean, first of all, let's just say that there are virtually no female producers that are of her level that are known. Yeah. Like there, there's not that many to begin with. And then to be somebody that's legendary, she's worked with like Johnny Cash, Tom Petty, Foo Fighters, like. I don't know if you want to throw Tool. out any, some of the heavier bands, yeah. system of down, right? And some yeah. of heavier stuff or whatever. But she's very, very, very well known um and well regarded um yeah. in the industry.
2: And so. I totally get why. Like she um so she was writing a book called Recording Unhinged. It's it's mm-hmm. done now. Everybody can go buy it. It's it's really a really great book. Have you seen it? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, you need to get it. It's 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 brilliant. It's uh she also did all the illustrations for it and stuff, but um and she like her style is very experimental and mm-hmm. I love that. And um so anyway, she was for her research for her book, she was um looking at like strange recording spaces or not strange but um, unusual
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and so then she was thinking about castles and then she started researching castles and then she found Castle Rostov and then she called Arno and and she said you know she'd be interested in coming to visit the castle and he's like okay and then he like got off the phone and googled her and he's like whoa okay you can come <laughs> for free come over here
0: <laughs> come immediately on the next flight yeah. please yeah. yeah.
2: so she came and she really liked it and and they did actually I think A recording workshop with her and um and then so she wanted to come back and do the same thing and so arno asked if we wanted to be the band that she records oh my gosh i know (laughs) so we did it yeah and um it and she's incredible. known
0: she's known like you were saying, not just experimentally, but it just seems like there would be a very synergistic thing between the two of you because she takes a a lot of producers and stuff like that are more technical. I mean, they may have some musical chops or something or whatever, but she's like, in my mind, like an artist engineer, producer person. Yep. Like she looks yep. at everything from a very weird artistic like uh angle, I guess, if you want to say that.
2: Definitely. Which yeah, isn't that she... common, really. Yeah, I think yeah, I think def- that's very true. She um so like for instance we started off the requ- so there was like about 20 engineers and, and and producers that came from all over Europe for this workshop, which mm-hmm. was, you know, which was a little bit intimidating as far as like
1: <laughs> Every, everyone
2: like, standing
0: with their arms crossed judging yeah, you.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everybody was super nice. It was, you know, I in the end I felt fine. But it was, you know, there was once the the song that we decided to do for the workshop was one where I played the lap steel and like and with the lap steel, sometimes it's um it's hard to it's I struggle with, like, getting right on the note because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're sliding around all over the place and yeah. just being in this room with all these people. is like, but it worked out. It worked out. I did That's it. That's good. <laughs> um, anyway, so we started the workshop off with going to a flea market where she gave everybody five euros to find, like, just weird, like weird stuff like um things to hang yeah. on things
0: that could maybe be used as an instrument that aren't an instrument things like that
2: yeah different our old microphones or like a fan or like a like just um and and all this stuff you know when it gets more deep into the engineering stuff because she does stuff that i still don't really understand how it works like she'll like <laughs> record through a pickle and <laughs> What? <laughs> yes like you the kind you at, eat yes you can look at a web at a um a youtube uh video that she did where she like mixed a guitar track from the melvins through a pickle
1: get the (laughs) hell out of here What are you talking no,
2: about no look it up on youtube you're I'm making serious. stuff
0: up <laughs> no, not recording i'm recording through a pickle <laughs> yes. it's like no, uh, it's, it's like a pickle that's made out of re- like wire or something it's not an actual pickle it's
2: a real pickle i don't know if it was dill or if it was sweet and sour or whatever but like it was a real pickle
0: <laughs> the tone of the dill is totally inferior look it up to look it up on sweet youtube sour.
2: <laughs> 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 what
0: is happening
2: anyway anyway okay, okay so she um but she just, it's like, it's, I feel like she has a passion for finding new sounds and new new ways, yeah, new ways of recording. And and she's so enthusiastic and and she's like a, such a joy to be around. And it was weird because like for me personally, you know, it was really, you know, she's an American, but somehow I almost felt like I was related to her and her mannerisms and her like. Um, She felt like, yeah, she felt like she was a cousin or something like that. Um, And then and then it was super fun because one then one day we started talking. We found out that both of our dads are mechanics or Uh her dad passed. But um, and so then we we started talking. We just started telling about all these stories about all the junkers we drove because yeah I, I drove like by the time i was 22 i'd already had like 18 cars or something I just, yes i had like such crappy cars and they were always breaking down and she's like yeah i once had this like convertible but there was like no floor like kind of like the flintstones <laughs> what? Yeah. and we just laughed and then we started like and then I I I posted something on Facebook like okay what would our band band name be if we had a band together and my favorite was um the monkey wenches. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um so like okay. yeah, she so so they they made for instance at the workshop they made a transistor they took a transistor radio and made it into a guitar amp. Uh-huh. And um and then they, they used like Arno used this huge converter to boost the guitar sound. And, mm. and then they were trying to record through a light bulb, which again, I don't really understand how that works, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess it can get really loud because everybody was standing there with plugging their ears. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I made some videos. I've been making videos of each day we were in the studio with her. Um, I have them on my, on the black Swift music uh, channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: I saw footage of her, you're recording guitar and she's just moving the microphone in a circle. And OK. Of the yeah.
2: Speak. And that was awesome, too. When she was working with <laughs> Dave, our, our guitar player, that was so fun. And, and I mean, just just, you know, I think she I think to be a producer, you also have to be a little bit of a psycho- uh, psychiatrist, Psych- uh-huh. psychiatrist, what's called? Um, you know, you have to kind of get a feel for people because You know, she's got stories where she's really pushed people like, for instance, um, with the singer of Tool, she she said um, he wasn't getting the vocal performance that she wanted. And so she's like, I want you to go run around the block five times. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And finally she convinced him to do it. And he was mad. And he like came back and totally nailed the,
1: the vocal track. Because it made him angry. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> But like with us, she was really encouraging. And like, you know, Dave was was doing his guitar. Like he used these really weird, psychedelic, strange guitar solos that I love. Mm. And um, and and she's like, you know, come on now I want to hear a really sexy one. And now I want to. And then she and then she was like taking this little amp to try to create feedback while he was doing his solo and kind of like doing this like dance together. It was so fun. It was that's so cool. Awesome.
0: I love that. <laughs> What's the. Uh, yeah, I was listening to the the tracks that you sent me for the EP. And I and, uh, really the unburning cactus that guitarist in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know where that, what she was doing with that, but that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, I can't remember what she was doing with that one.
1: That's cool. Yeah,
2: but um, yeah, they had there's um, in the song "To the Strength Within," there's like a, a kind of an echo, sound to my vocals,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that was really interesting too because she, it's like, she tries and tries, and experiments and and so like, she said um she said, okay, I want first, first she's like, like her and Arno have this awesome relationship. And she's like, Arno, can you, can you, uh, take this headphone and make it into a microphone for me? And he's like, okay. And then he goes in his back room and is like with his tools and like makes a headphone headphones into a microphone (laughs) and brings it in the other room. And like, and then um and then she's like, okay, try to sing this echo part into the into the headphones. She's like, it could be bad, but just try it, you know? And so then I'm like singing it and then and then she's laughing and then she stops. She's like, I think it sucks. <laughs> 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 and then it's just like, experiment, try this, try this. And then finally, like they got some weird machine where like, I don't even know what it was, but and then it, it was just this really spacey cool sounding vocal effect, you know, through all these different pedals and whatever. Um, that's yeah, so, so That's just,
0: so inspiring because at this point, you know, she knows what stuff works, right? I mean, yeah. she's done so many things that it's like, I know I can just come in, dial this in, dial that in. This will be a good guitar tone. I'll just use this microphone, which is kind of what most people do. I mean, they might experiment some, but it's kind of time is money, right? So everybody just wants to get in there, get the best sound possible. I just love that idea that she's going to just keep trying stuff and then maybe yes. it sucks and maybe it's yeah. awesome. And then just to be able to discover. Or something new that you can do is what it's, it seems like such a rarity in today's climate for making music and recording and all that
2: totally and that is that is her passion That is like the band she recorded before us um she came early to record this other band and um and they did this thing where like they took an sg which is like blasphemous but um people <laughs> got really mad about this they took an sg uh you know and gibson guitar for those yeah Yeah. anyway and like put it um you know plugged it in put it kind of on a rope and and then and got in a van and had an amp and dragged the sg on the ground to like (laughs) record how it would sound but getting drug behind getting dragged behind a van nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's incredible um,
2: yeah, but no, when I when I talked to her, because I like Skype with her before we went to the studio, because mm-hmm. I because I mean, you know, it's, she's really, you know, she's expensive to hire
1: mm-hmm. and she
2: should be. Um, but I was just kind of like, OK, can I really afford this? This is something because because of the, the workshop, we didn't have to pay anything. But then it mm-hmm. was the thing like, OK, well, if she's there. Maybe we can hire her for like four more days to do an EP. Mm-hmm. And um and so when I was trying to decide if I, you know, if I can do that. I was talking with her and I was like, okay, what's, where do you see your role as a producer? Cause I've never really worked with a producer. I mean, I've worked with engineers who are also producing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but, um, and she's like, I, I want to bring musicians to their best selves to the highest. You know, I push people to get their best performances out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And she, she did that. I mean, she, yeah, it was just so I feel like I learned so much through with the vocal tracking and stuff. And and also with that, you know, she was just like, OK, you know, with with vocal tracking, she just wanted me to try everything, like just try the craziest weird stuff. And then she edits out what works, you know, and that's um, we did that. And um, uh, what was oh, the
0: what like during the workshop portion, you just did one song then? And then, yeah, we did, just did
2: one song. OK, yep.
0: What's the one yeah. you did during the workshop?
2: The workshop um, downpour. Okay. Yeah. And that you can hear. I mean, and the, the the clips that I sent you are just, they're not even really mixes. They're kind of just um, yeah. the last open session. Gotcha. Um, And, uh, but yeah, you hear You hear, for instance, the drums were recorded in the basement and, you know, and then we got some like, xylophone or what's it called, is that it called it? what's the big one is that is that a xylophone
1: uh,
2: um
0: glockenspiel
2: you know they're really big <laughs>
0: yeah yeah xylophone. um yeah.
2: and then some weird vocal stuff and yeah so
0: i noticed the drums on downpour actually i made my, i made little notes about when ah, i listen the songs and I was like oh, wow cool. the drums are epic on this song so yeah yeah yeah
2: definitely came the through. Yeah, it's it like cool. an echoey beautiful basement yeah yeah so that's cool Wow. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to tell you. Um, Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, and then it's like, not just that she took um, us to our, you know, pushed us to do, to bring out our best performances, Mm -hmm. but she also like took the songs and like, so with the song, the answer, Mm -hmm. like she really liked that one. And, and she just kept on saying like, Oh, I hear, I hear a piano. Who can play the piano? And then like Bert's like, oh, I can. And then they went in the other room and he, you know, she told him kind of what she was hearing mm-hmm. and he played it. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to send this to my guy in California. I have a guy in California who plays strings. And he's going to play strings on this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so she sent the violin like the next day. There's like strings on the song. And then what was really fun was like the last day, um, which was was vocal tracking day, Kat um, Jones and um orion walsh i don't know if you know him but he yeah. was on tour yeah you know yeah orion?
0: i was his anr guy when he was in slow coming day I signed oh my gosh the cool. now. yeah
2: yeah they were on tour together and they were like in prague and um huh. and were able to just come to dresden for the night and um yeah they were in the studio and then she's like we need a choir in the song and then we all like took turns singing choir parts just into into the SM fifty eight mic there in the in the control booth. <laughs>
0: really?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. What song is that on?
2: That's on the answer. Oh, okay. it's on the answer. And then Kat also sang on to the strength within, which is like so cool. Like just listening and like just hearing hearing a choir of friends like there in it. You know, it's it's really beautiful. And until that day will find me asking and knocking, See
0: So now you're doing this crowdfund. Tell me about the uh, what are some of the things that people can get on this deal you got? I saw some cool black and white photos. I know that's part of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dave, uh, the, our guitar player, he donated some of his photos. He's yeah. He's a great photographer and that's he's they're a very reduced price right now. You know, before they're gone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I have. um We're going to be uh, designing new t-shirts and yeah, we're doing vinyl again. So people can order vinyl. Um, And then I have uh, some other, like I have an offer on the higher spectrum of uh, a custom song that somebody can order a song that I write them a song. Nice. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. I have a couple of those and yeah. Yeah. You know, so that, right songs. now,
0: as we're doing this, there's eight days left. And then this is probably going to come out Tuesday. So I guess there will be like about five days left. Okay. By the time people hear this. And there will yeah. be a link in the show notes for people.
2: Click the um, link, everybody. Indie
0: Go <laughs> to support this awesome EP that was recorded through a pickle. Just kidding.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> I would just tell if that was me, I would just tell everyone that even if it wasn't true. <laughs> it's,
2: I wish we would have recorded through a pickle. Next time. Next just, time.
0: <laughs> just light bulbs and headphones as microphones. and yeah, everything's just getting turned yeah. on here. No big deal. <laughs> that's crazy um and i read some stuff about just let's talk a little bit about just like your ideas around the kind of theme of desert rain and just the idea i was interested in reading this part where you were talking about reconciliation uh where you wrote about what can bring us together and what keeps us apart why don't you just talk a little bit about like kind of what you where you've been at and what you're kind of thinking about some of that stuff Mm
2: -hmm. um no big deal yeah No big deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fine, right, Sally? Yeah, it's about
2: just how my life is completely perfect, and um, I have no like struggles at all. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: great to be us. (laughs)
2: Everything's
0: just perfect.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to share this with, with all your millions of uh, listeners Um. yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. it's a million Um, at least
2: yeah well I mean by the time a hundred years pass and all the people that have listened anyway uh let me just go on let me just go I don't want to think about a hundred years going by concentrate yeah Yeah. no um okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get real here are you ready I'm ready. Um, yeah, no, it's been a really hard year for me. If, and I, I, I I can't, I can't go into the details, but there's just been stuff in my life that's been happening. That's, um, um, yeah, has made it maybe one of the hardest years of my life. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've struggled. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that I've struggled with depression because I feel like that's um, for people who actually are ha- do have depressions, I don't think that's what I have going on. It's just mm-hmm. um, um, it's songs the songs that I wrote are um songs that I I need I needed to help me get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the song Downpour, um, is I wrote that's the song that came really fast. You know that doesn't usually happen. Usually it's just a lot of work, 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 and trying and changing and all that, but that sang, that song came quite fast. And it was kind of like, you know, that feeling of, um, you know, there's a really good German word that I wish there was a translation for in English. It's called Mm. Sehnsucht. And, um, and it's, it's kind of about this deep longing for for fulfillment or longing. Yeah. For something to resolve or, Mm. and that's kind of a theme, um, in these songs. Uh, and so like downpour, it's kind of like imagining this, the tension of a storm of before a storm, the tension Mm -hmm. before a storm. And it's like, you know, that it's probably going to rain, but there's kind of a, a tension in the air. And I, I was kind of imagining that in more of a desert situation where you're, you feel so desperate for the rain and you're just, you just want it to rain and pour down and like, and, but at the same time, like trying to figure out, how to um you know cuz sometimes we want everything to be resolved like what I was just saying
1: mm-hmm. but at the
2: same time there's like a process that we need to go through to grow and learn from from what's happening and so it's like um like the the bridge says let let the sun break through but not before I'm filled downpour and make me new
1: mm-hmm.
2: till winter can be finally killed
0: <laughs> and then something about washing away sadness
2: yeah, yeah. So I mean like to to want to be dewashed and that this all kind of goes down the drain but at the same time that you can be filled and so it's it's kind of like a lot of those those desires and um yeah, and and it's interesting because the song The Answer which honestly I think is maybe one of the best songs I've ever been a part of now like as far as the way that she took it and molded it and mm-hmm. um I I'm like living that song right now. And it's just so crazy. Cause I wrote that 10 years ago, probably. Wow. Um, and it's gone through many different forms. Um, and yeah. And, and it's, and it's interesting because, it, you know, the song says I'm waiting, waiting for the answer. Um, and that could be answer to, you know, whatever life situation you are in. And, um, but what's beautiful about it for me. And honestly, when it, when Sylvia sent me the mix, cause she already did a mix on it. And I just sat there and cried because mm. firstly, because it's like, it's so, it turned out so beautiful in the way that she made it her own and, and just, you know, molded it with her, with, with her passion and her, um, her skills and everything. Yeah. But, um, And so just feeling so grateful to have the opportunity to have worked with her. Um, But also it's just it's it's like a song that's speaking to me, you know, and and like I said, with this choir, it's it's like, you know, um, it's like I hear that I'm not alone, you know, that I'm not alone in my struggles. And like hearing my friends like come in this choir um, is really for me personally, it's really powerful. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. That's cool. It's all in our face. Disaster. That's the line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what this says about me, but that line made me laugh. Is that bad?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Billy, it's a serious song. Come on. Why are you You laughing?
0: I said, of course it is. It's all in our face. You're laughing because around. you Disaster. It's all in yeah. our face. Disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for the answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. I don't know if yeah. you relate to this at all, but this is like a theme I'm obsessed with in life and, and seems relevant to this situation. Um, and that is that it it just doesn't seem hardly ever like, Something good can happen. I don't know if it's like a yin-yang thing or what it is, but like, like when I got my job at School of Rock the day within a day of me finding out I got the job, I almost died from like an allergic reaction as one example. Like, and it seems like, you know what I mean? Like you're having this opportunity to record with this world renowned producer in a castle and and, uh, yeah. and all this stuff and your friends yep. are singing on it and all this great mm. stuff's happening. But at the same time, you're dealing with other things that are terrible. Yeah. Um, and it and it just it feels like that's more often what happens than than not. <laughs> and and why is that? Can't we just can't yeah. we just have our nice thing and not have something terrible happening? The I same know,
2: time? I right? know. Seriously, am right about that? Do
0: you relate? To yeah, that
2: preach. Come on,
0: right? <laughs> I mean, that's always how it is. Can't I just have my nice thing? Can yeah, I have exactly. my fun fun time and my good thing, my YouTube dance party without? something terrible happening <laughs>
2: right yeah yeah i mean i don't know like
0: is that just life this is what we have to expect this is how things are gonna go
2: i mean i think yes and no like i think i'm, I'm like i've been trying i've been thinking a lot about and i don't want to get I don't want to, I don't know if this is gonna sound weird, but I'm just gonna say it. It's like um I'm thinking That never stopped
0: me. <laughs> so go ahead.
2: No, I I you know I read a lot of like positive thinking books uh-huh. and stuff. You know, so, and I've been reading um I've been reading the Dale uh, one of a uh, Dale Carnegie's classics, the uh, um mm-hmm. how to stop worrying and start living. Nice. You know, and it's good. I mean, it's funny because he's like, and Tom Smith, who lives at 113 East Street, New York City, like he always puts the addresses of the people that he. Um, really? Yeah. It's, I think it's kind of like a I think it was written in the 50s. And, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, he, one part of the book where he talked about, he said, um, when you're going through a difficult time to imagine the worst case scenario, like go to the darkest place, like, OK this is my life right now. And, um, there's a lot of things where I don't know the answer to it, but I need to go to that darkest place. Like, what if this, you know, what if I were to be paralyzed and I had to be in a wheelchair or something? This is, I'm just, I'm not referencing my life. I'm just trying to, uh, (laughs)
1: um,
2: anyway, um, What if I had to sit in a wheelchair for my whole life, you know, or what if I would never be able to walk again? So like to go to that place, and to accept that, and then to build up from there, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, if I couldn't walk, then I could still be the happiest person in a wheelchair, or I could still, you know, there's still all these other things in my life that are, are beautiful. And, and I, I really believe in the power of gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not always doing this, but I, I try to every day write down uh, a, a list of things I'm thankful for or, or five. I try to, I try to write five down. Um,
0: every day. That,
2: yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um and that really helps. It really helps. There's like, it's kind of like the switch, you know, in my brain where I, you know, I believe it's so important to mourn and, and to grieve when, when hard things happen. Um, like, and, you know, I believe in, and that's part of that catharsis, you know, and whether that's through tears um, or it's through, for me, like through singing, that's really a part of my catharsis. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's, that's so important, so healthy and like um, generally, men, I believe, need to cry way more than they do. Yeah,
0: no problem. I'm pi- I'm picking up the slack for everybody else.
2: <laughs> you go. <laughs> I mean, not, but you know, I'm I'm yeah. That's you know, that's, that's so menop- healthy.
0: Menopause that's... or whatever is happening. I'm <laughs> cried to drop a hat now and everything. <laughs> like. Oh, that's a very touching Folgers commercial, or
1: whatever. Oh my! God. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Terrible.
2: <laughs> no, that's so good. That's like, uh, yeah. I mean, just to be in touch with your feelings is, is so healthy. Um, anyway, um, yeah, to be able to have that time, but then be able to say, okay, I, I. You know, some some people have the five minute rule where they say, OK, I can be angry or sad or whatever about this for five minutes. And they set a timer on their watch. And then they,
1: mm-hmm.
2: after that, they're like, OK, now what how can I what can I do to um, improve the situation or how can I um, come out of this? You know, because because there is always disaster. There is like, you know, mm-hmm. and um, in our personal lives, in the world, like there's always horrible stuff that we can and sometimes need to focus on. But um, there's also so much good, you know, and and be it from like that. I do have legs that can walk and I am not starving and I have food every day. And like, you know, just the basic stuff Um, for me, I've noticed that there is kind of like a a strange switch in my mind where it it can get me out of that cloud if I can, practice those things, you know? Yeah.
0: I, I agree with that. I it's hard <laughs> to do, yeah. but I try to, I mean, that's probably the prayer I pray the most is just thanking God for my life and my friends and my health and food. And there's just so many things that we take for granted that, you know, people live with everyday food insecurity in the world, and, uh, just at a basic level, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting what you said, too, about the emotional part of things like I've always felt like uh, it's like I shouldn't be mad or angry because it's like unhealthy or, you know, it's a negative emotion or whatever. But my therapist says that it's it's good to be angry. So I'm just going to be angry now
2: yeah it's totally important <laughs> it's it's so important but it's it's all about what you do with that anger yeah you he know? said feel
0: it and then let it go like just yeah you know have it for the moment and feel it and whatever and then you know just don't let it turn into like bitterness or other you know exactly other or whatever but
2: yeah no that's that's also one of my songs
0: <laughs> mm, <laughs> that, yeah? that burning
2: cactus song is oh, okay. it's about yeah it's about not letting bitterness burn you up inside because in the end. It's it's important to express anger, but we need to forgive. We need to forgive people, even if they haven't asked for forgiveness, because it helps us. Like it helps our healing, and it helps us not to, not to hold on to that bitterness and, um, yeah, and and burn up inside, you know. Mm. Which is uh really easy to say and really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's n- it's no big deal. Just, not- <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just forgive. <laughs> No problem. (laughs) Just
2: forgive and forget.
0: Yeah. What's the problem?
2: Let go and let God.
0: Oh, God.
2: I'm sorry. Keep moving on, moving on,
1: moving on and carry on.
0: No, oh, it's okay. I just was thinking I was like on uh, Instagram earlier, and I, I uh, I've, I've now uh, embraced the the concept of triggering, made popularized by millennials and their and the generation coming after them. And uh, I realize that I'm triggered by sometimes some of this platitudinal quote, like I don't know, embrace uh, your power, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like sometimes mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't hit me really at the right spot i guess
2: okay what are you talking about this millennial trigger thing i guess i'm kind of you haven't heard about being triggered no
0: oh it's like a thing maybe it's not a thing in germany it's definitely a thing here (laughs) (laughs) and definitely a thing amongst my college peers yeah it's just like certain things if you get they call it getting triggered by so like Uh, okay it could be something as simple as like uh like um I don't. I don't know. Like, like triggering
2: an emotion, like of yeah. anger or yeah, ca- causing or your
0: anger, triggering your anxiety. I think is what it's kind of uh, okay. In or okay. Like or yeah, triggering that kind of a response in you that's a negative somehow.
2: Yeah. i'm doing Well, a terrible I, I'll, job explaining I'll google this, but... I'll google that, and you can google the um the <laughs> recording through a pickle. <laughs> I'm gonna try to debunk your pickle recording hypothesis. <laughs> you have to put a link in your in your show notes when you find it. <laughs> recording through a pickle. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing.
0: Um, um, yeah, but
2: yeah. Oh, I was gonna say one more thing just yes, about um, the do. songs is um you know, like, uh, the song that's called to the strength within, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I actually wrote that because I needed to encourage myself.
1: Nice.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, because I mean, with, with different situations in my life, but also as it relates to pursuing music, like this is hard, you know, like, yeah. um, and it's it's really, um, my dream to have like a sustainable career as a musician. I know that sounds totally uh, nuts, but that still is what I'm pers- at all.
0: Why should that be crazy?
2: Well, because it's so hard, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's not what everybody wants to do to make a sustainable living at whatever it is that they're interested in. Yeah. Doing? I mean, that's yeah. what Everybody does. Yeah. Just cause yours is music and theirs is accounting. doesn't make yeah. yours any, any yeah. less uh viable or important or anything else. Yeah. It is hard yeah. though.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's no <laughs> joke.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, so like the song, I mean it has it doesn't have to do necessarily with that, but like, but one of the parts it says, um you know, I, I actually I really like listening to song when I'm running when I'm going for a run because mm-hmm. it's kind of has that kind of groove to it. And I wanted it to be kind of like a trance feeling in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it says, you know, take time to hover. And and basically it's so important to like turn around and see how far you've gone, you know, like because that's we're always kind of looking at like where we want to go and there are goals and and whatever. But like to look to turn around and be like, wow, look at how much I accomplished. Like, I think that's not something we do. We do enough, mm. you know, like look yeah. at all the good things that you like, look at all your hard work, Billy. Like you like, huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look what? at it what? be proud hard of work. yourself
0: <laughs> like doing hard work over here
2: <laughs> yeah getting a, like doing the night shift going to school full-time like that is intense
0: surviving trump's america every day exactly
2: look <laughs> at you've survived trump's america thus far i'm proud of you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a battle a str- struggle is really real. Believe me. Yeah. Wow. What, ke- what keeps you like doing music? I mean, as hard as it is, like you just the desire to create the like, what is it that motivates mm-hmm. you to keep doing it?
2: I guess I just feel like I have to like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I would shrivel up and die if I didn't have music. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's like, of course, I could always I mean, I do have other jobs, you know, like I teach art at a school Mm -hmm. and I teach English every now and then and, and stuff like that, you know, there's always kind of multiple streams of income situation that needs to happen. Um, but, um, but generally as I consider that to be my main profession to be Mm -hmm. a musician and, um, yeah, I love, I love singing and I love being with people and I love recording. I love being in the studio and then just writing and, um, this last, these last songs with, with my band, like they, um, with some of, with some of the songs they got in and or, I, with all the songs they got in and just, um, their contributions. Yeah. We're, mm. we just are, are becoming more and more of a band, um, which is really exciting because there's such talented fellows. Um, awesome. yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs>
0: I have a very love-hate relationship with music.
2: (laughs) Okay, how's that for you? I mean, I've been
0: trying to finish this record for like five years, and then I got really close to finishing it, um right around we were going to record the drums right around the time six months ago that things started getting going sideways in my personal life and mm. um and then i sort i literally wrote i should try to find it and send it to you it's kind of embarrassing i literally wrote like a breakup letter with music <laughs> i broke
2: up with music. oh my gosh okay uh, i was why? like
0: i started selling my gear and i was just like this is like no. ruined my life like why am i even bothering doing this oh. Like, like whatever and and um I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that's part of every person that tries to be creative and does music is like self doubt. And just, you know, like, it's like, uh, I don't know, I'm definitely like my own worst critic. And I just feel like, you know, I have things to say, but then I just feel like, why am I doing like, why bother doing this? (laughs) Like, sometimes I just like, and then I just feel like, kind of where my life has led me to this point now where I'm trying to go back to school and do all this stuff. Like, um, it's funny then through this process of all the stuff that, um, I've been going through over this last year, like, I kind of now I'm just like to where I'm just almost feel like doubling down. <laughs> like I'm almost going the other way now. So it is weird. Like I just. Wait, what this, do you mean? What do
2: you mean by doubling down? Like
0: I just gonna. Well, I should just do everything. I told Matt, I uh, mm. I was just on the labeled podcast on Tooth and Now. I was talking to Matt from Emory. And I, I said, you know, Matt, I go, if you'd asked me this a year ago, I would add a completely different answer and said that this is insane that I'm even saying this. But I said, it's a very real possibility that I'll be on stage playing a music again. I mean, which. I never would have thought that or even wanted that really. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, it's not out of the question, which is weird to even think about.
2: I Um, mean, was it was it like you were writing a breakup uh, letter with music because it's just too painful to like not be able to have the time and, and energy to pursue that right now? Or
0: I mean, like I've been working on this biography like. Of Mm -hmm. my life and the title of it that I got from my friend, Seth, uh, who used to do buzz grinder. Um, we were having this lunch one time and he's like, well, you know, music ruins everything. And I just thought that was hilarious (laughs) and and true. And and it's like, it's like, I feel like music has been the source of like many good things in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. but also many painful things, very Mm -hmm. painful and difficult things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, some of my best friendships have come out of it and some long relationships have come out of it that, you know, haven't worked out or whatever. So it's it's a very mixed bag for me and and mm-hmm. just um, question. I mean, like. At one point, music led me to be like in France, like eating dinner in the Eiffel Tower, you know, with Brandon mm. for Tooth and Nail. And then just think like, mm-hmm. I'm just this dumb kid that was playing in punk bands. And here I am like in France. So then you have that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then at the same time, you just think like, here I am like 50, like in college trying to rethink my career <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because mm-hmm. music doesn't pay like what it, you know what I mean? It's just like ever diminishing like returns of making less and less money trying to like make a living doing something music related it just gets more and more difficult as time goes on and then you start to really question like your decisions and like oh I could have done anything why did I do this why didn't I just do something practical Mm. or like whatever and I think I do come to that point of like what you're saying of where I just feel like because I just have to it's like what I love and so like over the past like year I've really fallen in love back with music again just like there's been so many great records that came out this year and that really like spoke to me like the lyrics of the songs like where I was just singing at the top of my lungs in my car and I kind of just reconnected with music on that kind of visceral level, you know. Okay. Where the cool. where songs spoke to me and spoke to my life and things that I was going through and and um i like getting emotional even now talking about it. Like mm-hmm. um like uh when I was staying out on Staten Island or whatever there was this Now Now, this band Now Now, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um mm-hmm. but they have this uh new record out and there were songs I was listening to that record like every day. And, like, I recently listened to some of the songs that, again, I just immediately started crying because it took me back mm. to, like, me listening to that in my car, like, in the most vivid, like, strong way. And mm. just, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of the power of music, like, yeah. to, to heal, to challenge, to make you feel things and, and whatever. And I think it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly powerful thing. And so it's just kind of caused me to kind of come back around, you know.
2: Okay. Um, wow, that's beautiful. I
0: don't know what all
2: that means but (laughs) yeah no i mean it's it's yeah i i hear you 100 percent um yeah i mean what what are the what are the parts like like for me i love um like i said i love being in the studio and 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 taking something and and forming it and i love tracking vocals i love being on stage and you know i love to sing um And so, what are the aspects for you where you're like, okay, this, I'm in my element when I'm doing this?
0: Yeah, I definitely like recording. I like writing songs. Like, um, I've always struggled with memorization for whatever reason. So, that's like some, like in my speech class, I have to present on. tuesday of this coming week a 14 line sonnet or whatever and and like memorization is my kryptonite and i asked the teacher like i was hoping she'd have some secret trick for like memorizing <laughs> like even when i was on my band when i was in butterhead like i would forget lyrics all the time like we'd be mm-hmm. playing live and i get part way through a song and be yeah. like oh, okay what's the next verse what's the next verse what's the next guilty verse? yeah so it's like <laughs> I don't know, like certain things like like that kind of gives you that self-doubt, right? Of like, mm. like, what am I doing? Like, I can't yeah. even memorize a song. Like, why is this so easy for other people? I just yeah. see people that they seem to know like hundreds of songs and they yeah. can just remember all the words. I'm like, what the, how the hell do you do that? Like, I can't even do that. Um, yeah. So I enjoy playing, but then I have the anxiety of like. It's like, could I even do that again? Could I even remember if I wrote this stuff? Could I even remember it?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You know? um, and... There's
2: always a music stand. I yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Lydia Lunch recently. You know Lydia Lunch. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I saw her play actually not not too long ago, and um, she had a music stand. You know, yeah. Lou had a music stand, and his yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever who cares what people think Do teleprompter. What you love.
0: I need a teleprompter <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: gonna make a meme put it on Instagram I, I think, Bono who cares uses, what people
0: think Bono uses a teleprompter pretty sure <laughs> he does um, yeah. yeah I think Public See? Image Limited Johnny Rotten is using a he just did a tour here I think he's using a music station.
2: yeah too. just have grace for yourself
0: <laughs> uh, doesn't have to be perfect is that what you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't
2: have to be. So, yeah,
0: I'm just like my own worst enemy, you know, like in terms of that kind of stuff. But I mean, I just loved being able to express myself and to write things and when a song really works or you really feel it or I I really related to what you said about that song being for you, like to the strength within. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I feel like the stuff that I've been writing lately is, is definitely been that, you know, just even just to show myself that I could do it. Like everything I've done in the past has been like collaborative. So like, I just kind of do it myself and force myself to do it. Um, seems to be yep. like a, a theme of my life lately hmm. um is uh it's a challenge but is rewarding i think you know
1: in the end mm-hmm.
2: i'm glad you you uh you guys made up you and music <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy
1: <laughs>
0: it's a, a to be continued
1: situation <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah life uh life has a way of always surprising you sally that's all i know true but that never never goes the way you think it's gonna go <laughs> yeah yep, it's just just when you think you got a handle on where stuff's going to go and how it's going to go it definitely uh says oh yeah oh really it's this mm-hmm. way yeah that's what you think you're going to do <laughs> yeah how about, how about this
2: well here's something i mean <sighs> again i don't want to get into weird you know weird instagram quotes and stuff but um <laughs> oh,
0: boy. i ruined it i ruined it for sally and...
2: <laughs> um no but i've been just trying to think of like okay this stuff in my life that's so hard right now like um i'm gonna learn from this and i'm gonna grow and be stronger through this that's Mm -hmm. that's what i'm gonna do damn it
1: yeah
0: (laughs) being stronger would be great
2: um yeah that's what i want that's what i want
0: yeah Yeah.
2: yeah i want that for you too Thanks. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I'll just, I'm just waiting for the next uh, disaster to happen. Mm. That's what I'm waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Oh man. We're very vague. We we apologize. We both (laughs) apologize to everyone for the vagueness of the personal nature of the struggles that we're both encountering, but just trust us that, uh, (laughs) you know, we're, we're going through some shit people. Mm. this is how it is it's life no
2: more disasters
0: I know exactly yeah. uh well it's did we cover everything I don't know I feel like we did pretty good
2: yeah I think so yeah Yep.
0: we talked yeah. off air and everyone will just have to wonder what we talked about
1: <laughs> 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 yeah just... no
2: but I. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess I would I would always like I'm my crowdfunding campaign is kind of freaking me out, but um just because like I I started it and all this and then all this stuff started happening in my life and yeah and it's kind of hard to like promote a crowdfunding campaign when you're like spending the morning crying
0: yeah. <laughs> in bed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um no and, doubt. So and it's I'm for trying... less
0: than what you actually needed too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, all those all the studio costs and and costs of of hiring Sylvia and and all that, but it's gonna work out. It's gonna work out. I believe it.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. Everybody, yeah. please go uh, support this campaign. Support Sally. She's doing the the Lord's work out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
2: about that. But I'm making some good music. She's making
0: art. <laughs> Sylvia is making art. They made art together. You know, we need more art and and uh, you know, true art in the world. And uh, and I that's something I love about you. I, you know, I think that um, it's so easily easy for music and things to become commercialized now, or for people to th- look at things. I feel like art seems like a, a more of a primary expression, self expression, and art um, is a bigger consideration for you than these other aesthetic things. I think so many people get hung up on, and, uh, and I think that that's worthy of uh, support for sure. Um, not only that, you're you. a beautiful person, so people should get behind you. Aww. That's what they should do, Billy.
2: Means so so much to me.
0: And uh, we're both going through a hard time, so help us out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't
0: don't help me out. Help her out right now. Support this EP, Desert Rain. And uh, it's good to talk to you again, Sally.
2: You too. Yeah, Yeah, it was really good. It's just, it's just so funny because we've never met in person, and I feel like you're my brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because I am.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Sally Grayson, everybody. Good old Sally. Seriously, though, please go to the Indiegogo link in the show notes. Click on that thing and send Sally a few bucks so she can pay Sylvia Massey for recording this awesome EP. And keep this whole music as art thing going. We need you. She needs you. Do it. Thanks, Sally, for being you and for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Urban Achiever is produced and edited by your host and friend, Billy Power. Hey, that's me. The show opening and closing theme was written and performed by Ethan Luck. You can check out my man Ethan at EthanLuck.com. Ethan also has a new record out, new ska record. You should definitely check that out. Uh, The music clips on today's show were all taken from the new Desert Rain EP by Sally and Black Swift. They included Burning Cactus, Downpour, Skinning Song, The Answer, and To the Strength Within. All episodes of Urban Achiever are available for download or streaming at urbanachievershow.com. It is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can get connected on Instagram and Twitter at urbanachieverpc. You can also email me anytime at billy at urbanachievershow.com. Show merchandise, including coffee mugs, T-shirts, and more is available for purchase at urbanachiever.store. And finally, you can support Urban Achiever by pledging a flexible, monthly donation for as little as one dollar at patreon.com slash the all right achievers that's it for me this week thanks for listening until next time keep up the good work i'm proud of you